Hello and welcome to the spreads is episode 6 with Kaz and Nini even yeah, still keeping count <laughs> for Vendeva amen and um today just because I'm half absent we're calling the show The Spread with Nini featuring Kaz. So I like the idea because you're like my guest today. And I can <laughs> ask you guest. any question and you have and to answer, answer it. Like, honestly. honestly. Oh my gosh, are we going to play with that? I was oh not yeah. expecting oh that yeah. twist. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. See, this I crazy. I told you I'm never letting go, man. <laughs> Bring it. I'm ready. Bring it. What? <laughs> well, it's so good to see you. How was the show? You must be, you look exhausted. I am so tired. I mean, it's... I mean, from your point of view, I was there, I loved it. I loved it. But how was it while you're over there on the stage? It was, you know, it's so funny because it takes two, it's taken us two months to put everything together and it's literally done in two hours. I mean, it's almost like, really? Like that was it. Like that was it. All of that stress for that. But it was so worth it. It was so. It was such a fantastic show. It was so great to be on oh, stage. Yes. I mean, oh yes, <laughs> it was so good to see you. I haven't seen you in so long. I know. Ah. Oh. Anyway, on to the next one. What are we talking about today, Nini? So, thank you for having me on your show. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, I was. I mean, this is something that came up because, first of all, a pal of mine was talking to me about it, and then we also got an email from one of our listeners, which is good. Okay. We really love getting emails. We do. We but obsess over we our emails. Obsess. It's like, do we have anything? Do we have anything? So please send us an email on the spread Kenya at gmail.com. Yes. Even just saying, Hi. Hello. And I love you. We love that. But Kaz, if someone were to ask you if you love yourself, how enthusiastic would that yes be? Do you love yourself? Would it even be a yes? Gosh, I, I fight so much with myself. We're always at war. I'm always, I always say stuff like, and you always prevent me from saying this. I'm always like, oh, why am I so stupid? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so useless. Oh my gosh, I hate myself. I always say I hate myself so much. Why am I here? I mean, just being a person that suffers from depression every so often, it's just such a constant battle trying to even like myself. So no, that yes would not be enthusiastic. <laughs> it would just be like, uh, today, um, maybe a little bit. But okay, what if I was to ask you, or what if I were to ask you, how about your body? Do you love your body? I really like my body. Um, I've I like my body now than I've ever liked it in my whole entire life. But I'm still not at the place where I think I should be when it comes to loving my body. Yeah. Um, but I do. I do really like the way I look. I, I'm like, for a 32 year old. For a, why do people say that? Why why the old? Because when I was 20, how do you know what when, a 32 year old? Because is when I was 25 like? years old, the 32 year olds went like I had very few like people who I looked up to. I know, but when you were 15, then 15 year old boys looked like men. I don't understand your question. Perception. It is that when when you're at a certain age, because especially in your 20s, you think you're so fabulous. So you look at 30s as old women. That's when you're in true. your 30s, you don't look at yourself and your age mates as it's perception. It's where you're standing and where you're it's looking. It's true. But to be completely honest, um, the people who we looked up to were like our mothers. Mm. So, you know, yeah. my mother was, ne- she wasn't my size. 
I mean, she was she she was eventually, but mm. when she was in her thirties and um, she was just she was slightly thicker, she was like a mother. Yeah, you know. So, so these she, are the women that we looked up to and imagine that this is what thirties were like. This is when we were in our teenage years, yeah. yeah? So uh, or even younger. So and then also like. Even in my 20s, I remember looking... I used to look up to Suzanne Gashukia. I used to say, when I grow up, I want to be like that woman. I want my body to be like that woman's. Like, she's I just, so tight. Yeah. And, yeah. She, and she was like in her 40s and in her 50s now. She's so amazingly beautiful. And there was a woman who was a great influence in my life when I was a little bit younger. And she always used to talk me down. She used to say, wait until you're 30. And that's the thing she always used to say. Wait yeah. until you're 30. 30 was her number that was for like, when things are going to start going Break. haywire. <laughs> Everything's going to yeah. fall apart at yeah. 30. So she's like, why, do you, why are you always getting tattoos? Why are you always doing this? Like, wait until you're 30 and everything is sagging and touching the floor. I'm like, I'm 30 and things are still a little perky. Uh, when is this real 30 going to kick in? Not a little. <laughs> things are a lot perky. Don't even lie about that. The, you know, I mean, I can't, I, I can hold a pencil under my breast. You know, I've had other pencil yeah. yeah, Even under my butt. Yeah, I can hold a pencil under my oh, butt. I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet. So you see, you see, and I'm 38. I'm squatting. Are you squatting? Yes, I am squatting and doing lots of hill climbs as well. Oh, yeah. okay. But gravity is how gravity. Do you hold a pencil under your butt? Thank you. And now, I do, that's the thing. You see, it's like, how do you hold a pencil under your boob? Someone's going to ask that question. My sister would probably ask that question. She's actually testing it. The pencil under the butt thing. Okay, tell me. Is it going? It's in. It's in. And and then just hey, let I'm it... Well, yeah, so now that's a 30-plus-year-old curse thingy. So I can hold a pencil under my butt. Let me just take that That's back. That's Let the me put the pencil test. back in my pencil case. <laughs> I like you. You're very proactive. But let's get back to it, okay? Okay. You are clearly like your own worst critic. Mm-hmm. And that's what our email is about today. Um, we got an email from a lovely lady called... Oh, what's your name? Uh... Agnes, I'm going to call her Agnes because I want to keep her um, anonymous. Okay. And she says, um, I'd like some help here, lovely ladies of the Sex Positive Podcast. Many years of criticizing my body have taken a toll on my mind and my health. I hate so much about myself and I don't even know where to begin. I'd like to know how to change my body image just so I can start to love myself. I'm reading Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And she says, criticism locks us into the very pattern we are trying to change. I'm locked in this cycle of hate, love, hate, or at least trying to love myself. Please help me change my body image. Negative body image. Mm -hmm. Now, she didn't go into details about what she hates, but clearly it's something that she's noticed is affecting her. Mm -hmm. She says it affects her mind and it affects her health. Now, I was reading about like just what the term, because when she brought it up, I was like, okay, so is this something that psychologists see as a problem? Mm-hmm. Is this uh, term body image something that th- that they use or that they experience or that they treat? And they say that it is it, it is the internalized sense of what we look like. It's it's like a mental representation of the maps mm. of our body against which we judge our external appearance. So perception. It's just At perception. Yeah, because as you said, and even uh, if you remember when I was when I when I was turning thirty and we took the trip to Thailand mm-hmm. and. Remember, I put on this bikini and went to this bar at the beach, and then this, and then you had a bikini on, and I had a bikini on, and this guy said it very clearly. He said, "Yeah, yeah you don't have a bikini body." Do you remember? No, I don't. But remember do you remember that. what my experience during I that do. time was about? It was me focusing 
on the little non-belly that I had. And it was I like a non-belly. I didn't understand it. Because you were then my spirit guide. Yes. <laughs> so when I turned 30, do you know, I used to say, I never want to talk about myself the way exactly. Nini did. I always used to say, I never want to talk about myself the way Nini did. Mm-hmm. Wait, 30 came. <laughs> you just find that it's almost like, for example, you're playing the same game someone else came, but that someone that came before you played. Yeah. So you enter into that cycle without even being aware of it. Yes, yes. And the thing is, I remember you very clearly stating that this, because you were insanely working out at that time and not understanding why you weren't able to lose this little bit of chub. Yeah. And um, I went through the exact same thing, but I remember you saying, just ride it. Imagine just ride it, find, become comfortable in it. And after a while, I don't know if it's like, like m- midlife baby fat. I think there's something... Because it just comes and then it goes. goes. (laughs) Yeah, like that. Yeah, but then I definitely think that because we've continued our working out, that we've helped it go. Yeah. For some people, I feel like when that 30s weight checks in, if you do nothing about it, then it continues to add and add and add. And someone actually told me that, and this is just for women, and it was an older woman who told me this, which is also another thing. It's almost like it's brainwashed into you that you're going to be fat, pathetic, disgusting. As you get older, she's like five kilos ev- after you're 30 for every 10 years. You're going to put on five kilos after you're 30. You're going to put on five kilos after you're 40. You're going to put on another five kilos naturally. But where are they coming from? Where are they coming from? I haven't put on, I've lost the yeah. 20 kilos that I had when, yeah. or 15 or whatever it was that I was when I was 30 years old. But that's that's because you worked at it. But I worked at it. But then does that make me feel best or I don't know better if it, about if it myself? Has anything to do, if one equals the, the other. other. Yeah. That's the thing. A lot of people believe that if their bodies were perfect, then that would equal the experience of happiness in their lives. Yeah. And it's, I mean, this this was what was really surprising for me. It was, um, okay, so I asked a friend to tell me what she thought was wrong with her body besides yeah. her weight. And she's got a perfect body in. And she's a size 12, but then it's like curvy, not mm. no... Perfect body in terms of what we call perfect body when there's nothing yeah. that's falling out of place, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's perfect. And she says, my thighs are huge. My eye, there's one problem with one eye smaller than the other. I don't like my nose and I have a belly. And I'm looking at this chick and she's flat. It doesn't have a six pack, but she's flat. Mm-hmm. She's perfectly fine. But then it's all about perception. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Mm-hmm. And she believes that if she works out more, she works out as crazily as the two of us do, mm-hmm. that she would look better. So it's not, it, it's, it, I don't think it's an exchange. I don't think it never is an emotional balance between what you look like physically and how your happiness is or how happy you are. So our listener today has a problem with yeah. her body image. And what would you tell her? How can she start to work on like a positive body image for herself? <sighs> Can I start by saying I'm not an expert? <laughs> no, no worries. We'll be talking to an expert later today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose you have to start. Okay, I'm going to start again. I think that the best way to be able to be better to yourself is to unlearn all of the things that you learned growing up. A lot of us are told things as we grow up and not necessarily by people around us or our parents, friends, schoolmates it's the television that we're exposed to what a 
what a perfect woman is supposed to look like and she's skinny. She's a skinny white blonde girl, by the way. Yeah. This is what a perfect woman looks like. Yeah, but it's not only women. Have you heard about spornosexuals? Yeah, well, no, I haven't. The David Beckham, guys who are so focused on their bodies that that's uh, all they do. They spend time physically um, and their money and, we and know all them. their time. We know, and them. we know them. Yeah. But now that's also a guy who's, there are guys like that who have an issue with their body image so much that it has taken up every aspect of their lives. Yeah, I, I can understand that. But now I'm only trying to help this chick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which for her comes from all of these societal influences that are forced on us. Um, namely, trying to be this blonde, blue-eyed, skinny, white girl. A Barbie Which, doll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're trying to be Barbie. And this is something that we have to kind of go back into our brains and go back into time. It's like it's like taking a time machine back into time and unlearning the fact that that is the image of a perfect, beautiful woman. Where in Africa, where we come from, a thick, voluptuous, big ass, big thighs, big nose, curly hair is actually what a beautiful woman is. And we yeah, need but to then be that's able- crazy because what happens to the skinny, small-breasted, flat-assed African woman? who's now not African. Like, your body is your body. It doesn't matter where you come from. It's true. It's true. I completely understand it. But I feel like a lot of African women's body image it comes from the fact that we are told that our Africanism should not be. Have it should be something else. Have you seen the asses in Kenya? Guys, we are not worried about the sizes of our asses, um, Kaz, for yeah, real. Because, and only because, big asses have been made popular by white people. <laughs> Do you understand? Like, these white people come and then they make something popular. Now, look, what's her face had put cornrows on her hair. Now everybody's like, oh, did you see, like, Kim Kardashian invented the fucking cornrows? Fuck. <laughs> Where the fuck have you been when we were sugaring our hair, okay, going to school down, in down. class Calm <laughs> down. Calm down. We're helping Agnes. Okay, Agnes, back to your story. Ignore me. But basically, what I'm trying to say is that we need to unlearn many of these things of being told what should and should not be beautiful. Mm. At the end of the day, you need to be able to love yourself and everything that you have. But you need to, it's so easy to tell somebody to love themselves. You need to find the thing that will make you love yourself. So if it's your toenails you like, for example, start there and then work your way up to the things that you're telling yourself that are not beautiful, but that everybody else is clearly seeing that is amazing. So mm. you need to be able, you need to learn to love yourself from the things that you already love and work your way into those places where you've lied to yourself that are not beautiful because you're a beautiful person. You are a beautiful person. That is the beginning and the end of the story. Of the story. Right? But you know, you would be surprised because a lot of psychologists say that our body represents unspoken and unthought feelings about our non-physical selves. So it's got nothing to do with your body. Yeah. So I'm fat or I'm ugly also means I'm feeling selfish or oh, fuck, I did something bad at work today or some other self-putting self down description. And then a lot of us think that physical appearance, as we said before, equals emotional satisfaction. But psychologists who've worked with negative body image also say... As we become more comfortable with our emotions, so you have to start by working from inside. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not going to, like maybe you look at yourself in the mirror and you can't find anything to love about yourself. So if you start to look at, okay, so shut down, don't even look at your body for a while, but start to look at you, at the things that you are good at. Mm-hmm. I'm good with my hands. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm good with my mouth. Uh, okay. I'm still saying it. Okay. <laughs> or, you know, I plant, um, I, I'm a great farmer. 
or mm-hmm. I make my friends laugh. My friends think I'm funny, mm-hmm. or I'm the kind of person who people want to talk to. That means I'm a good listener. Mm-hmm. So if you start working on yourself from an internal point of view, so it's like tell yourself mm. the things that are good about you internally, and then you slowly start to see that you start to accept yourself more, more and more. And the more you feel secure about who you are the better you start to feel about your body. So even if you look at yourself and you can't see anything that you can talk about in a positive way, mm-hmm. all of us have a skill and all of us are good at something. You can yeah. always start there. Mm-hmm. So one other thing that you can definitely do, which is just because I like to brag a bit a bit. You know, my sister started a body love and acceptance campaign. Oh, that's campaign. not even bragging. Talk about it. Preach. Talk about it, right? Yes. So she invites people to celebrate their flaws in quotes because that's the thing. It's like you look at your legs, my legs are too skinny. That's your flaw. Yeah, in quotes yeah. you look at your eye one eye is too big one eye is too small that's your flaw yeah. so you come you join this group and you can find them on Facebook they're called Flaunted F-L-A-W-N-T and talk about what you love what you hate what you're trying to deal with um, yeah. with your and body image issues that will help I really love what she's done with in, uh, where she's interviewed different people who have like their biggest physical insecurity and somehow been able to kind of talk them in because by the time you're flaunting mm. like she says your insecurity then you're flaunting yeah you're big <laughs> enough to stand up and talk about it which means you're big enough to move on from that perception in your head that you've created for yourself about it being a flaw yeah and it 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 changes it flips it becomes this beautiful thing that you have this thing that's really special i remember when i was a teenager I had I have this big wound in the back of my arm yeah. which I got from chickenpox and I was scared shitless of wearing anything sleeveless. No. I would never leave the house showing my arms. What? Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it was so bad like my brother used to go to like toy or Kikombi and buy me clothes and then he'd bring me vests and I'm like you're crazy if you think I'm going to wear that. There's no way I could show my arms. And he just came and he sat me down and he was like, you know, um, the thing about you is that thing on your arm. No one else has it. That means that you're special. You're special compared to everybody. I know, right? (laughs) You're special compared to everybody else. And one speech like that in my bedroom, I was done. Perception. Gone. All he did was switched your mind from saying bad, bad, bad to, oh, good, good, good. And that was it. It, The thing is still the same. The thing didn't change. No, it didn't. It's still there. And I don't see it. I've never seen it. (laughs) Yeah. But then people don't see it. People don't see it. I mean, I have another I have another mark on my arm, which I got because I fell in the shower. And now I want to turn it into a tattoo because I think it's so ugly. But when I tell people that, they're like, oh, I actually didn't even notice that it was there. <laughs> You're the one who points yeah. them to the issue that yeah. you have. Yeah, exactly. But now the thing is, we all need an internal Ken. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, it doesn't necessarily... when We we then sometimes become dependent on, on waiting for people to tell us that what we have that is wrong is okay. But we actually just need to be able to tell ourselves that it's okay. You're actually okay. You're you're fine. good. You're, you're special. You're different. Yeah. You know? I've I've gotten into the habit of saying to myself that I am loved and I deserve the very best that life has to offer. Yes. Like consistently saying that to myself. And the funny thing is affirmations work. Mm-hmm. So if you're having a negative anything about yourself, just start to say the opposite and make it a habit. And habits form after how many days? 21 days. Yes. Right? Yeah. Start to say the opposite. So if you don't like your eyes, start to say, I love my eyes. 
If yeah. you don't like your butt, start to say, I love my butt. And just do it for 21 days, whether you believe it or not. Just do it. Yeah, I think my morning song is going to be, I love my- big butts and I cannot lie. Oh. Uh, other brothers can't deny. Oh, but but girl walks, what about your butt? Then your butt's not big. I love small butts and I cannot lie. Well, I found out a, a, a few other things that have to do with um, body image. I don't know if we, ha- we have time to discuss yeah, yeah, that before on. we have Go the phone it. call. Shoot. Okay, so for women, appearance and self-esteem are inseparable. For men, on the other hand, they can feel good about themselves even when they are completely displeased about their bodies. Did you know that? You know, men are really wired differently, but it makes sense. I remember a couple of episodes ago, yeah. I was telling you about how when it comes to um, betrayal in relationships and I was telling you how if a woman finds out that her boyfriend has been sleeping out, her first concern is always, so do you love her? And with a man, it's so, um, it's so have you slept with yeah. her? So it's like it's a difference between the physical and the emotional. Women are just so very much geared towards having a much more emotional response than men to anything. Yeah, I feel for men, it's a lot more physical. I don't know where men got that their physical is everything. Where do they? Where does it stem from? That their physical is everything. Is everything? Yeah. So they're more geared towards like I'm a man. I'm a macho man. Look at my muscles. Yeah, but then they're not many men like that. Like the reality of it is... I think, I think even, even internally, even if they don't uh, walk around with a big chest, whatever, that do my thing. Yeah. That but I think it's got thing. a lot to do with the role than it has to do with their... You see, that's the thing. They're not affected by their... It won't affect... Their physical appearance won't affect who they are. Mm. Like it's not attached. For us, our physical appearance affects... So even if the guy is a short, stubby, saggy guy, it doesn't affect his idea of who he perceives himself as. Mm-hmm. A woman now would say, because I am fat, that means I am less. That means I mm. deserve less. That means that I people can't are wear mean this to dress. me. I can't come out of the house. I can't go and hang out with my friends So or we whatever. attach it to every other yeah. story in our lives. Yeah. And a man would be like, I, I may have a big tumbo, but yeah, how does that affect my bank account? Yeah. And they're very straightforward about that. Yeah. It's like, if I want to work out, I can work out and this will go. But I'm, it's not going to be attached to my happiness, my emotional stability. And I think that's a difference for between men and women. And yeah. it's such a, an amazing difference. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that is clear, because I was reading about the study that was done in Australia. And they took about 450 women. They tried to do it um, across all races, but then it was mainly white. So some of these things may or may not apply here. But it was 450 women. And they divided the women into two groups. One group saw images of very thin women, while the other saw images of larger women. Then the researchers told the women that, the, that also men were participating in the study and that the men had seen the images too. And that, so they told one half of the, of the women that the men preferred the thinner women and they told the other half of the women mm. that the men preferred the women with fuller figures. Mm. So now after the trial, all the female participants completed the questionnaires on body and weight image. And the funny thing was the women who heard that men preferred larger women Mm -hmm. reflected fewer body image concerns. Uh And they were even like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm satisfied with my weight. I love my body. But the women who heard that the men preferred thinner women experienced more dissatisfaction with their bodies. And this is across the board, like skinny to fat women. Yeah. All responded you know, the same way um what there was a similar test that was done i can't remember where else but basically what they do they do the exact same thing they do half the men half the women yeah. and then they put throw them in a room and say by the way th- this men prefer um 
like f- fuller bodied women. Yeah. And then the women go in there and they're a lot more confident, right? And then they call them back out and say, sorry, that was a mistake. This group of men actually prefers. Oh. So the w- same women go in and then you see the change in their behavior. Oh. So that's what happens because you, you give them the confidence first. Yeah. And then the same with the other group of w- women. You tell them that they prefer skinny women. You see them walking in with their insecurity. Then you tell them, sorry, it was actually the other way around. So it's and all... And you see them... It's all in the head. And that's actually how they do this. It's like economics, Freakonomics. (laughs) It's just how they do all of these um, little tests to see. And and it's very interesting. It's around the world. It has nothing to do with African women, how we were raised, what we were told. It's just women and men. Yeah. But then that also, the one thing that came out from that study is that men have the highest influence on how a woman perceives her body negatively or positively. That means that if you have a chick or you're with a partner, you know, your wife has a body image issues and the man is the number one guy who can help her with her problem. Mm. Because for women, that's important. The guy's perception is more important than anything else. So it, you can tell her that she's beautiful. You can tell her that you love her hands. You can tell her that she's great at whatever it is that she's great at. She's mm. great at raising the kids. Like if you stop focusing just on, on her physical appearance, because that's the thing. That's the thing, by the way. It's like how many times can you tell your woman she's beautiful and she just dismisses that story? Mm. How many times have I been told by like a guy I'm seeing that, oh, you're beautiful. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I don't feel... No. Imagine someone you who thinks it's always a story. Mm. There's always an excuse. Mm. So another thing that the men can do because men have the greatest influence mm. is to start to focus on the things that you, your wife or your girlfriend is good at. As opposed to her image. As opposed to saying how beautiful she yeah, is. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, you're really good at that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was such a good job. I would never have done that, by the way. I yeah. mean, thank you so much for being in my life. I would never have been able to figure I that one out. I would never have done that. It's the best thing to ever, to ever tell, tell your woman. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I would never have been able to, da- to do that without you. Thank you thank for being you. in my life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, because the problem with um, negative body images, it, it starts to it starts to seep into so much of your life that it's just not even worth it. Your body fluctuates throughout your life. You're going to be skinny in your 20s, bigger in your 30s, probably skinnier in your late 30s and fat again in your 40s or slightly bigger and call yourself fat in your 40s. It's just not worth it to attach your body image Mm. to your happiness Mm -hmm. because honestly, even your body is going to change. So Mm -hmm. it's a waste of time. Mm. But... Coming up, yes, we want to get an expert's opinion, of course, and we want to get an expert opinion from a person who's worked mainly with y'all, us guys, Kenyans, not the googling of information. <laughs> How does negative body image affect me? <laughs> Write a book. Write a book. We'll be calling um, psychologist one day, Amina, and she'll be giving us a few tips on how she also helps people deal with negative body image issues, and where it stems from that's the most important thing by the way because mm. that's what i'd like to know where yeah. does the, where does the issue stem from mm-hmm. keep it right here on the spread kenya you can of course email us your questions your comments your everything on the spread kenya at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at the spread podcast which is just podcast without the a or you can follow us on Instagram, The Spread Podcast, or on Facebook, The Spread Podcast. If you want to inbox us your questions, you can go ahead and do that as well. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. This is The Spread with Nini featuring Kaz. I want to show you places that I won't let nobody else see. I'll let you go inside to the place.
We're speaking to psychologist um, Wadia Maina, and we'd like to know from you, Wadia. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. You're welcome. What is your experience with body image issues in Kenya, and how does it affect sexuality? Like when you deal with clients, have you come across it a lot? Um, yes, I have come across uh, a lot of uh, negative body image. And maybe the place I should begin is where does it arise from? I think that's the most important place to begin from. And this develops slowly over time. It's not that you are born with a negative body image, mm. but it's what people are telling you about yourself that makes you develop that negativity about your body. They're feeling ashamed, the lack of confidence about your body. So it's what you're told from a very young age. Mm. It could be also um, parents. I mean, nobody's taught how to be a parent, so they could inadvertently compare the children and say, you know, you look very beautiful because you're this color, you're this And that makes somebody say, okay, so if I don't look like so-and-so, then that means... I can't be good enough. Mm. So you start viewing your body like it's not worthy. Yeah. So you already start yeah, carrying that forward with you. So it could be begin from a very tender age. That's when somebody could develop that. Or if you're growing up, especially in adolescence, mm. um, especially for the adults, if they've not already had the discussion with their parents about how a body develops and what to expect, mm. you'll find out that their peers are going to start picking on them because they're developing early. Oh, yeah. And if there's nobody reinforcing and just um, reaffirming them that it's okay, then of course they start getting ashamed. And if you look at little girls who are developing early, you'll find that they always want to wear sweaters. They start getting a stoop because they're trying to cover their breasts. Mm -hmm. And if that is not corrected, then of course it develops as they go along. And boys, what do you see from, on a, um, from boys? Of boys, it's the same way. I mean, it goes the same way. If, if your parents don't uh, affirm you in the beginning or they're comparing you, the effect is definitely going to be the same thing. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you develop early and you're not aware, you've broken your voice, people are making fun of you, then you start getting ashamed of that. You're, you're growing your hair, your pubic hair, um, and nobody has told you to expect that. Then, of course, we're going to make fun of you. You're not you know, confident about yourself. Then, of course, that's going to have a negative impact on you. Then yeah. as you develop and you grow in relationships as well, um, you'll find that either partner, either man or woman, may start putting down a spouse as a form of trying to control them. Because mm. they'll say either you're too big, um, so you should be lucky that, you know, you have me. Nobody Nobody's going to gonna love you. you. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, mm. of course, that also has an impact on how you view your body. So if you already view your body in a negative way, how then can you enjoy it in terms of sex. Yes. How, do, how, how can that happen? That will definitely not happen. You'll want to always put off the lights when you're having sex. You'll want to put on, you know... Um, a night dress or not get naked. Exactly. Carry the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Carry the Bible. Yeah. Um, so you'll not be confident at all. And sex is meant to be something that is enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And you should be comfortable enough in your body to explore because everybody has got different uh, pleasure points. But if you're not confident in your body, then yeah. you don't even want to start exploring to see mm -hmm. how can I get the best out of this sexual experience. Yeah. So I do find clients who are coming to me and they do not know where those problems originated from. And it's normally so, childhood trauma issues, right? It's childhood issues or later on relational, yeah. relational issues, but mostly it stems from childhood. And in our Kenyan context, uh, parents don't talk about sex, do they? No, no they don't. No. 
I mean, exactly. I remember even how parents reacted to Project X in my daughter's school. It was like, panic, panic. Now we have to discuss sex. My daughter is 15, uh-huh. so we've been having uh-huh. these discussions since she was six. Okay. But a lot of people haven't. Uh-huh. But, exactly. Yeah. So if you're already hiding sex, that's also something else altogether. Then that means sex is not a clean thing. It's a dirty thing, isn't it? Yes, exactly. So if we're already saying that sex is a dirty thing and I've got uh, negative image, body image issues, yeah. then how does, it, how does it translate to be an enjoyable experience for me? How can I convert that? It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. So what, do you, what is your treatment or how would you suggest help for someone who's suffering from negative, serious negative body image issues uh-huh. that so... are affecting their sex lives? So what I normally do with my clients is that we try, or I try and figure out where did this originate from. Yeah. Uh, if I'm able to point that out and the client is able to see that, because the most important thing is the client getting awareness of where the issue has stemmed from. Mm. So you're able to now work from that point. And the funny thing about the brain, it's a very powerful tool. Yeah. What you tell yourself is what becomes your reality. So we use, uh, I use cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. What is so that? We, uh, it's changing how your brain processes information. Mm-hmm. So if you already think that you're ugly, I'll give you an exercise that you have to do for possibly um, 30 days. One of the things I tell them to do is every day you stand naked in front of the mirror and just look at your body. Mm-hmm. You even said it. It sounded sexy. Oh, wow. Well, just look at your just body. Just look at your body. I like just that. Just look at your body. Uh-huh. And you'll find that very many people will come back and see me the next session and they're like, I've not been able to do that yet. Wow. But I keep encouraging them. Just start slowly. Yeah. Just start slowly. Two minutes, five minutes. And you actually should actually ask your, your, your listeners, how many of them all their bodies are looking at themselves in the mirror? You'll find mm-hmm. guys don't even look at the mirror. I know. I don't look into the mirror when I'm oiling my body. I used to. Really? I used to, what but changed? I don't anymore. What changed? Yeah, what changed? Why don't you look at your body anymore? <sighs> it's almost like, and mm-hmm. I, by the way, it's not like I don't like my body. It's almost like, uh, I don't have time for this crap. Just get on mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> 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 but you know, that's the thing. It's important because self-appreciation, self-love is something yeah. that you need to take time to do exactly. but we're so busy chasing after tombs so i'll be running into one thing or just not even bothered it's just like ah honestly mm-hmm. i just you, know, you think that yeah you think that mm. you already know your body so why am i spending time looking at it yeah but you have to appreciate it every single day amen every single day as you're mm. oiling yourself how long does it take you to oil yourself just look at your body as you're doing that yeah. I, on the other and, hand, um, uh-huh. have, have some people have found it strange. I actually stare at myself when I'm oiling my body in the mirror. And yes. um, if I'm not home, if I'm at somebody else's place, I like I can't. It's almost like I can't oil my body without looking at it. Wow. So people wow. are like, "Why do you? Why? <laughs> like, why do you have to do that?" I'm like, "I just do." That's amazing. That is what you're supposed to do. You're meant to appreciate your body every single day. Even though I do feel like I still suffer from, you know, like negative body image. I I still feel like I suffer from it. But I have Uh have very few moments in my life when I actually love the way I look. There are few and then there are far between. It's either Mm -hmm. I'm a bit 
too thick oh, I'm a bit too thin Haji, it's like yeah. it's like a fluctuation mm-hmm. between and it's such a weight issue it's always like oh I'm a bit too big oh I'm a bit too skinny like, like nobody wants to look at perfect, me when I'm skinny yeah. there's never a perfect point no so no. so one day when you do mirror exposure I think that's mm-hmm. what it's called right Mm-hmm. What what do people do? So you look at yourself in the mirror, which doesn't seem to help all the time because as you can, Kaz looks at herself and she still mm-hmm. considers herself so, not perfect, mm-hmm. imperfect. What do you, you then do after that? Now the next thing is, and I'll pick out what Kaz has said because she's looking at, at her body with a very critical mind. Mm-hmm. She's picking out the flaws or rather imagined flaws, yeah. right? Because uh, the variety is what makes life very... Um, pleasurable, exciting. Mm-hmm. So you can never be like the next person. So as you're looking at your body, it's what you're telling yourself at that time. Yeah. I've got amazing eyes. I've mm. got amazing breasts. Uh-huh. I've got amazing hips. I love the tone of this. So well, it's what check you're you yourself. out, girl. Check that booby, baby. It's a juicy one. So part of the exercise is also to come up with a mirror script. So there are certain like words, that. phrases you're oh, going yeah. to keep repeating to You can skip them on the mirror as well. Huh? So, exactly. so even if you can't think about them at that point, uh-huh. it's something that you can read. Just say like a robot. Yeah. Exactly, like a robot. But yeah. the more you say it, the more you're going to come to believe it. I'm and going to be looking to at my become. ass. I'm going to be looking at my boobs. <laughs> I've got great boobs. <laughs> she says. <laughs> she looks at her boobs. I just, I always feel, and I think this is just, um, I'm pretty sure that there's many women who go through this as well. So mm. my partner, he likes women with big asses. Mm. So okay. I hate my ass because mm. I feel like it's too small for him and he doesn't like it, right? So uh, when I look at myself uh, in the mirror and I'm oiling my body, I'm just like, I wish I had a bigger, bigger ass. ass. And then now and I'm always, complain. I wish I had a bigger ass. I wish I had a bigger ass all the time. And then now you'd complain that your ass is too big, yeah. which is what I do. It's like, I wish my ass was as small as Kaz's. I wish I had a tight little apple bottom like Kaz. <laughs> No. Yeah. My yeah. next question is, okay, so the current partner that you're with likes big butts. Yes. So then you go get a big butt. Then the next guy you're with wants a small butt. Are you going to then reduce your butt or what's going to happen? You I are the you are the only constant person it. in your life. Yes. <laughs> you cannot be able didn't think to that far. Yeah. You you have to think about it that way. Yeah. So when I'm dealing with my clients, I'm looking at them as individuals because I do a lot of couple therapy, a lot of marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. But you need to see yourself as an individual first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're able to appreciate yourself in that way, then what you're able to bring to a relationship is that much deeper, much more powerful. You cannot say, I'm going to grow my hair because my partner likes long hair. Mm-hmm. It's about you. You need to be confident in yourself. And you even see how you start carrying yourself. There's something that just, the aura around you, yeah. because you're confident and you're loving yourself, people around you are also just going to appreciate you as you are. Yeah, because um, confidence is such a sexy thing. Yes, it really it is. is. Yeah, and not arrogance. I mean, there's such mm. a difference. When yeah. someone's confident, they just, wow, what's that? What's And then you don't even know what it is. It's just yes. like, what's that thing it's about that person? Like the, they, oh my gosh, that person is so hot. Hot. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's the yes. first thing that comes across. And so, you can't even point out why they're hot and there's nothing about them. Exactly. It's just the confidence that they have. Yeah. They, they know that they're beautiful and they love themselves as they are. Mm. And that's who you're supposed to be as an individual. That's why I try to get my clients to be. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And then, of course, now gradually, then we start exploring how can they start um, loving um, the sex with their partner? How do they explore? How do they start experimenting? And yes, so that's, that's, that's what I do with my clients. Oh, that's amazing. I would love it if you could just mm-hmm. let people know where to reach you. Yeah, because I, I know a lot of us 
have issues with our body image and then we don't even know where to take this issue and it's just wonderful because you're willing to talk about sex from a very mm-hmm. open place okay so let so, us know okay so they could be able to reach me at um intrapersonal health that's the name of the organization yeah fantastic mm-hmm. thank you so much wadia i will be seeing you Vera. <laughs> Yeah, let me go and start cooking the food. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, guys. Bye, honey. All right, bye. All right, and thank you guys for being here and for joining us. Um, as always, we do really absolutely love to hear from you. If you want any of Wandia's information, everything is in the description below. And um, again, if you guys have any questions or any comments, then Nini, do you have a question? I don't have a question, but you know me, I always like to leave people feeling like... They've been blessed by my father. Bless him. Bless him. I think we're all different. We're all humans. We're all different. And we're all created in that different, special way for a reason. And I think that you need to just find a balance in your life where you're eating well, where you're sleeping well, where you're loving yourself to the utmost. Because if you don't do that, imagine nobody else can. And it's something that's sang over and over and over again. And it's silly because... Wandia gave such good advice about looking in the mirror and saying all these good things about yourself. Positive affirmations. Positive affirmations actually work. They actually work. I know in your lowest, you might think it's a waste of time. It's Mm -hmm. a waste of space. But the idea is to try and find your happy place. Your happy place is when you start taking care of yourself. That's all I have to say. I think if I was to leave you with anything, it would be... uh, I find it really, really hard to get out of my most depressing moments I find it so hard but the one thing that helps is that for the day or for that moment or for that hour is to find what your silver lining is Mm. and then let that be your focus and let that be your guide to your light like moment by moment and the silver lining could just be the bowl of ice cream you're gonna eat when you get home right absolutely small pleasures mine sometimes a lot of the time it's like there's one person I like to call and they just always say the right thing. And that's even though I know that this person may not even like, we're not talking, we're not friends. I don't like you, but I'm just going to call you. I'm just like, I need you. Please just say something nice. Aww. And then done. I'm like, okay, thanks. Bye. The you end. know? Yeah. So just find your place. Find your silver lining. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yeah. And enjoy your sex. Oh, definitely. It's important, <laughs> man. It's important. <laughs> Take care. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for being with us today. We love you. Okay. Bye. Yeah. I want to show you places that I won't let nobody else see. I'll let you go inside to the places I want to hide. I don't want nobody else seeing me naked. But I risk it for you. I want you to take it.